Hunger Games, a song of ba- ballads <laughs> of... I think they actually put that title at the end to remind us what this film was called. A ballad of songbirds and songbirds, songbirds and A ballad of songbirds and snakes. I think it's just the one ballad. <laughs> there wasn't one ballad. This was almost a musical, this film. <laughs> <laughs> no, fully. I thought that, like, the minute she started singing and the reaping, I was like, what, is this a fucking Disney musical? There'll be now? a quartet come out behind <laughs> Um We'll get into that later. I think we should start positive. I, I mean, because I, I don't know if there's going to be much positive about from this nah, film. No, I'm not a hater. Really? Like, okay, like okay. Well, that's good. So we should start with you. Because <laughs> I can't decide if I... The more I think about... The, it's one of those. The more I think about the films, the more of a problem I have. But I think what we should do is uh, start with the good things about this film. Okay. So I think you should take it away. I've got something, but why don't you take it away for us? Look, it's... It's it's almost half eleven on a Monday night. Why, why have we had to sit through yet another like? We're stuck with positives. <laughs> two, two, <laughs> movie that's over two and a half hours. Yeah, like, for God's sake. But yeah, you see, this is a positive in disguise. I actually, I actually think this movie's length didn't take away from it. Like it kind of justified all of its time. The movie moves through different stages. Um, like different periods of, of our protagonist's life mm-hmm. there's such a sort of dramatic arc there are so many different sort of like points of his life and yeah, well, there's yeah. three isn't there there's three distinct parts yeah um, and it really takes you on a journey like I really wasn't expecting that uh, and I enjoyed it I thought it was cool yeah, yeah. Man, like, I so I mean I actually com- completely disagree about the length actually and I'm not usually one that's that's compl- too, complaining too much about the length of films but I actually felt at minute 90 I checked my phone mm. so obviously the film started at 5 past 8 about 35 to 10 they find out that he was cheating and he was basically exiled and then chapter 3 started and I was like no, just do that the first bit for another ten minutes, and you've got your first instalment of that film. You didn't mm, like nah. that. That there was for me. That was a very clear point where they decided, and it it kind of ruined the rest for me because I was like, you could have actually just stopped there. Yeah. that could have been film one because there's going to be five or six of these. Right. Well, let's let's be honest. Here. Yeah, but I mean, I can go. So like, the the part sort of title screen that would pop up, you know, part one whatever part two whatever part three i don't know i can't remember what any of them were called but i remember part three was called nice <laughs> <laughs> so we don't know what they were called but like i remember when the peacekeeper all right yeah 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 all right so like i remember when that part three thing popped up i, I kind of know what you're getting at because the movie felt a lot like it was wrapping up mm-hmm. and when that when that popped up on screen like part three you and me looked at each other and it was like oh my god like we're only two thirds in you know I was, <laughs> I, I was convinced we were about to see the titles roll like and it's like we're here for another x amount of time it's a bit like uh this has happened a few times this year you know with um killers of the flower moon when um jesse plemons turns up and it's like oh my god i thought we were almost done <laughs> <laughs> um it's the same thing like every time i sort of start hoping maybe that we're sort of coming to the end it's like you know, it's a it's a false summit in a way, but um, but you know, as I say, this movie's length didn't actually like wasn't a negative to me for once. Yeah, like, this is it's a it's a 
sort of unique example, I don't know, the only movie I've seen this year I can think of where I'm like, okay, it was a bit too long, but that, that wasn't a disadvantage necessarily. Like, it made really good use of its time, and I would much rather see a complete story mm. and be like, happy with it and, like, you know, be, be affected by the ending than have it cut off and be like, all right, okay, I'm waiting a year for a, for an inevitable sequel. I'm done with sequels. I don't want sequels. I want nice, concise stories. Yeah. You know, so I'd rather, of the two sins, uh-huh. this is the lesser. But this didn't have a definitive ending. This really? is the beginning. No, this is the beginning what of are you Snow. About? This is the beginning of Snow. Yeah, it's his, it's his origin story. Yeah, yeah, but we yeah. know how it ends. No, no, no. We know how it begins. <laughs> what do you mean? Because this is the beginning. Because the next film is about how we, you know, how he changes the course of the Hunger Games. That's that's no, going to happen. I don't know. That's going to happen. I disagree completely. I think I think you're right. There will definitely be more. You if know, there's another instalment of this film, they should have just stopped it at the end of their Hunger Games, the tenth annual but, Hunger Games. But there's not going to be another instalment of this film. I'm saying I'm disagreeing with you. No, there's not. There's a hundred percent going to be another spin-off of the Hunger Games because the cash cow they're not done milking. Like, of course, there's going to be. Another but you don't spin-off. think it's going to have anything to do with Snow? I don't think it's going to be a gap between where his story ended in this movie and where it begins in the in the first of the Hunger Games trilogy. That would be done. There's not enough there. Well, there's. I mean, they might five Hunger Games that they could just pull out. Yeah, but like, uh, why would they do that? I tell you what. In fact, no. In fairness, the Hunger Games always, I guess, always has to have a a Hunger Games event in it, doesn't it? So I suppose it will be actually between those two. So, but I don't think the focus will be snug. If you're correct, then I'm I'm happy with the length of this film. If you're incorrect, I'm really dissatisfied because there was an obvious end. We looked at each other. Yeah. There was an obvious. I would actually. I was actually really happy but with I that ninety minutes. I loved the third minutes. part, though. I didn't mind the third part. Okay. But I'm because of my assumption that there will be another instalment of this series, like Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, yeah, films, yeah, 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 yeah. Because because my assumption that there will be another instalment of this series, that third part. Could you could have saved that for the next because there was a definitive ending at the end of part two. Yeah, he was exiled. Uh, no, I know, but, but and, and there was a lot of you know there was a lot of mystery and stuff like that, and it and it was again it's one of those where you could be left to work out the rest. But I much prefer the the, the 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 I much prefer the nice ending that we got. I feel like the ending the, the tragedy of part three completed the story. I feel like there's lots of examples in fiction like across the board where you could pick a point where you could be like well you could end it there and it'd be pretty effective it's like yeah but we didn't because the true ending comes later mm. like yeah I know what you're getting at like there was a definitive ending but I'm not so mad at having to sit through a two hour 40 movie that I'd rather it was cut off at a point that wasn't the resolution the ending was good I loved the part the third part the third part was necessary because it was his fault yeah. Him being Snow, you know, our protagonist is Snow, is Coriolanus or Corine- C- Cornelius, I thought. It, was. Definitely, it definitely wasn't Cornelius, was it? Well, it was, you know, you know, who's the author of The Hunger Games? Is Anne Collins. You know, she always, always, yeah. you know, she always does the sort of, uh, spells names differently. Cor- Coriolanus. 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 Okay. Coriolanus. Coriolanus. Whatever. Yeah. Um, she always does, you know, Peter spelt wrong yeah. <laughs> and um, I noticed that like Tigress Snow's sister in this is spelt Tigress 
like with eyes you know it's the same thing like she just sort of i don't know it's this kind of like parallel universe vibe isn't it like creating the yeah. the world of the hunger games the world of pan am um but like it, the story is snow it's, it's snow's origin story it's, mm-hmm. it's how he becomes like the evil dictator that, that yes. he is uh, and you I'll, have to have I'll the concede. fall at the end of that i'll concede so it starts with him as a kid like on the streets of the capital during the war like doing whatever to survive and then you've got him and going to the whatever university and pretending he's got money and trying to become somebody of influence to like win his family I don't know just enough money to survive and then you have him getting involved with the Hunger Games because Peter Dinklage's character and whatever's changed the rules of how the university operates and now he has to be a uh, a kind of mentor to a tribute and then he's been stuck with um Oh, what's that? Lucy Gray? Lucy Gray, the tribute from 12. Of course, yeah. it's got to be 12, hasn't that? District 12. Um, who is, by a long way, like the best candidate because everybody else is completely characterless. And Lucy Gray is the biggest character in this movie by, by a very long way. Yeah. So he like, sort of gets a stroke of luck with that. And then you've got the whole Hunger Games section where like he's trying to keep her alive and make sure she wins the Hunger Games. And I really thought the movie was going to end at the end of that. But of course, it doesn't. And then you've got him getting shipped off to um, District Twelve. Yeah, but once which, he's been which is which is the, the point where I thought the film was going to. Yeah, 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 yeah. As, as, and as I say, I agreed with you. I thought it was wrapping up, but then it doesn't. Then you have the whole part three where he's been exiled to Twelve, and that's where the real story actually starts. Like the Hunger Games sort of was there as a bolt on at the start to actually like connect it to the. Real, realistically, what I'm interested in is the is the fall of this character. Yeah. What happens to him? How does he end up becoming the the man that he is in the trilogy? And that is explained by part three. I I, I liked Snow's character arc. Hmm. I um. I I, th- I feel like that there was there, there was a couple of times where I don't believe the writer knew if you were supposed to like or hate this character. That to me is just brilliant writing. Uh, f- go on. Well, like. I think it's brilliant that we've got a protagonist. I love protagonists where it's like, I want you to succeed. I want a happy ending for you. I want, I'm like, I'm on your side. I've got this character's back because I've been placed with them. Yeah. But you're making it hard for me. Yeah. Like that's like that's good writing. And like you can, I can think of hundreds of examples. I mean, you from like you know uh, Joe Goldberg and you. Yeah. Like, but I I feel I do I do feel like there was so many there were almost so many inconsistencies that I, some sometimes I felt like it wasn't, you know, the, that genuinely, yes, you, it, it, there's a line, isn't there, between great writing and, like, an accident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's and, and at times, like, obviously when... So the, the most of the prime example is when he's... he's um, he flicks on the recording. Yeah. To record. That looks mate like it's on purpose. Him. Yeah. But then he has this scene after the conversation ends where it looks like he didn't realise he'd flicked the recorder on. <laughs> I think you. No, 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 no. So, so he, he puts it down yeah. and flicks it on. Yeah. And then like he picks it back up, and then like is like looks confused as yeah. he didn't know he was recorded. I think that <laughs> I was just like nah, I think you don't know what this character's meant to be doing they in this did. situation, do I you? I think <laughs> that shot is to reflect him uh tr- like, you know, reflecting on his decision. He's standing there going, should I do this or not? 
He's not mm, the writer. Yeah. De- okay, I'm sorry. There's okay. no world in okay. which the writer was You've made like. Me, I'm, I'm cynical. Uh, <laughs> there's no world in which the writer was like. I can't decide whether he did this accidentally or not. Like he does it purposely because you know he, just, he, he tries to move it. He tries to move, move the recording device from his friend's eyesight. Like yeah, during yeah, the conversation, yeah. he's, he's intentionally going to incriminate him. Like that. That, that definitely was. <laughs> but then it was just. It was just like, hmm, what have I done? <laughs> it's like, well, you know, you're supposed to have known what you just. Maybe did. that was an instance because there of was bad supposed to be then. some sinister. Like that was a very sinister moment. And I felt like it kind of got ruined because then it was like he was double checking what he did. Like he was like, "Oh, what have I just done?" And and then he put the the so, cage I mean, and I sent it think, to the doctor. I don't think it was that uh, sin- uh, sinister because of all the moments. But no, but it was of, like a, it was like you know they were dropping bits in. Yeah, 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 his yeah. Character but was changing. For, you know? Yeah, but for me, you know that that action kind of like I mean, this is a sort of like a ethical conversation now, isn't it? Like, was he right to to snitch on his friends? I've completely forgotten his friend's name, but uh, was he right to snitch him? Well, he rats him out to the yeah. capital for yeah. for assisting the the rebellion, sort of to like protect his own back. He's yeah. getting rid of a loose or like he's he's trying to. <laughs> Snow's doing whatever he can yeah, to get yeah. on top, but in that situation, like you know, everybody would. It's been sinister okay. and it's good. Yeah, yeah. The fact that two people that die as a result of that, yeah. like that, the responsibility for that lies on the friend. Yeah. So yeah. in a way, like you know he's almost the villain and like yeah. knows that action but the scenes where you know when he kills the kid in the actual Hunger Games that was a huge it's, I like how he reacts it's, it's when... him coming away and then actually going back to kill him yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there's, there's, there's moments in there that definitely point to like a change in character yeah it's becoming sure. more evil which you like and they were there and it came powerful yeah, they yeah, worked yeah. yeah for sure and, and there were times he just acted completely unexpectedly in a brutal way and that was when like... he shoots um the girl, the, yeah, she's, when she's she's the, not, who, who's also named the guy's daughter, the mayor's daughter in twelve. The mayor's yeah. daughter. It just goes. It, it's like it's that it's that thing about he, there was something really on early on about power or the concept of power, mm. and like it was just him taking control of situations mm. to benefit him, and, yeah. and and that was really and like obviously that all accumulated when he when he shot Lucy May in the woods. Lucy Gray, yeah. Did I say Lucy Lucy May? Okay. So he shot Lucy Gray in the woods and like but then you don't know if she's actually dead or not. You never find out. Um, and you won't find out. But it, but it's that accumulate you know, it's it's built to that point. And again it's that you would never ex- expect him to actually follow through with some of the actions that he does. So th- I, I mm. agree that is definitely mm. good. But there was just that one point in the film where he puts the recorder down and you go, <laughs> Oh my god, he switched that he switched you, that recording on. This is- and then he picks it back up. And honestly, it's the on. It, mu- it must be the acting. It must be the acting because the on screen. It looked like he was he was confused as what he'd actually just done. I think not. Maybe not he was. that he was replaying. Well, I think I think the natural expression in that situation is confusion. Like, do you know? Do I do the right thing and snitch on my best friend and potentially get him killed, or do I do I not? Like, you know, like that's a that's a. I think the well, acting hope, was supposed to convey the. the, the the difficulty of that situation. I hope for the benefit of the majority, it did convey that because <laughs> I think this is another example of you picking it. a weird hill to die on. <laughs> <laughs> so, probably the biggest positive for me in this film mm. um, was Jason Schwartzman as the presenter of the Hunger Games. Fair, because okay. for me, so <clears throat> obviously, so you've read the books and, and you would have seen the original oh, films. long time ago, long. long and time I, I've read, I, I, I did my normal thing. I think I read a book and a half. Mm. Um, Jason Schwartzman as as the host, 
you know, the, the host in the in the first Hunger Games was really encapsulating and charismatic and stuff like that. Mm. Jason Schwartzman in this is corny, is mm. funny, he's ri- like it, it, it is is that on-screen character that you you want to despise, but he just he just loves everything. You mm. know, everything he twists into like a pun or yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. like um when when the boy is hanging from the rafters he's like whoa we won't at least at least we won't be scared to see him on the streets anymore <laughs> <laughs> it's just Jesus like he's, he's like such an insensitive character yeah. you know when he started outside the zoo like just yeah. like oh i wouldn't want to be in there <laughs> just smiling <laughs> at the camera and like i've there's Jason... a comment on like the toxic positivity of a game show host yeah it? yeah i think suzanne collins handled that really well like putting that character in to contrast with like the brutality of the Hunger Games yeah and, and and the casting for me was exceptional obviously I've you know I've seen Schwartzman and mainly Wes Anderson films that you know that they lack that level of like they lack a high level of emotion you know the characters just deliver things in deadpan and and, and they still you know it's still great but just just the way it was just perfect for that role it was it, it, it was a delight to see him on screen mm. when he was on screen so I like I absolutely loved every you know every minute that he was involved in the film. So um, massive that was like probably a, the biggest positive for me. I just thought he was so good at playing that role. I'd have to give props to Peter Dinklage as well for the same thing. Yeah, I thought Peter Dinklage. I mean, his character was maybe like not all that relevant. Um, I guess he is in the sort of. Is there more false advertising here? Go on. Does he look like he's gonna be in it more than he actually is? I mean, you don't yeah. watch trailers, right? He probably is a, a, but he a was, name. He was, He's a he name was to there. attract an audience. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. Like, I mean, the character himself, lore-wise, I suppose, is pretty integral to like the existence of the Hunger Games. And I think the the final uh, conversation between him and Snow was cool. Yeah. Snow murders him essentially because I never understood his motive until that point. Yeah, which was, yeah, which yeah. was again, it there's was, a sort of it was always whole like it was always kind of like keeping me intrigued. Like, yeah, but why is he trying to do this to this yeah. young man? And then Snow a presents himself the as the the, the kind of villain. evil villain, yeah. and, and of that course he was Peter trying Dinklage. to prevent at every step of the way. And Peter Dinklage's character comes out as sort of almost a good guy because he's been trying to control his own creation that he, that is was almost an accident, um, which is of course the Hunger Games. Mm. And he so kills like, him. And he kills him. Like yeah, and I I liked that that sort of diversion at the end. That um, yeah, but you know Peter Dinklage didn't really feature that heavily. Probably just the right amount really um i've always had a bit of a problem with the world building of the hunger games right going back to the books like (laughs) sounds a bit crude right but the concept of kids locked in an arena killing each other well they can only be one survivor it's genius it's all you need is pure drama mm-hmm. it's horrific it's like there's so much it, there's a enclosed story space literally they're trapped in like mm. you know there's only one ending it's it's the same essence that's in squid game it's the same essence that's in oh, squid game influences this oh, i think it's the other way around I, mean, no, it's, I think there's a so squid game the tv series is is it, there's an inf, there's a japanese influence from the 80s that Influenced the Hunger Games, right? Well, I always thought it was Battle Royale, which was sort of the original Battle Royale, if you like. Yeah. Which is about a Japanese that, school bus. This, this is what I'm. This is what I mean. Yeah, that, yeah That's yeah. the original influence. So Hunger, for both. yeah, right. So Hunger Games is all pretty much like based on it. Like mm-hmm. it's the same sort of concept. Um, but there's a, there's something Lord of the Flies about Battle Royale. Mm. 
so I guess you can trace it all the way back to William Golding and whatever whatever came first but I think that idea is really cool and of course Hunger Games like the, the trilogy the books when they came out were the pioneers or the pioneering series of that whole YA subgenre of like dystopic slightly sci-fi teen fiction like the maze runner and divergent mm. that came after and they were all trilogies and they were all about they were all enclosed storage spaces trapped yeah. they usually featured districts or like a yeah. kind of you know um i kind of like all of them to be fair well you know like it's an entertaining thing to try. for me every single one of them is based on a concept that's genius Mm. the maze runner especially and actually hunger games as i say like just kids in an arena could gotta kill each other like it sounds a bit brutal but it is isn't it like but there's pure drama in that like i want to read it you you become the audience of the hunger games don't you like you're sucked in by the same thing that the capital members watching the games are sucked in by like mm. the pure sort of morbid fascination the drama that's mm. there romans in a coliseum um but for all of them diversion whatever else they're sort of like there's so much crap around it around the core idea that takes away from it I mean Divergent was like I couldn't bear it mm. Maze Runner like the minute they get out the maze the minute they actually discover answers starts to fall apart I know the second two were set outside the maze yeah like, it's the, the it's anymore? the expansion and it's the yeah, yeah, yeah what yeah. now and I never really got it never needs to really be explored the what now it's just leave it leave it as is it's, I think it's yeah. very hard to satisfactorily answer the one yeah. and usually it's it's disappointing I never really got behind the third Hunger Games when there is no Hunger Games and it's like actually we're going to assault the capital yeah. and it's like we're going to shoehorn some kind of games into it so it's got the same yeah. energy but it's a different thing it's going to be the problem with Silo when we come back to that in season 2 now, it probably will now uh, um, Julia I can't remember her name but no. Julia something's got out of the silo and she sees that there's yeah. lots of other silos you've actually got to you've, answer the questions yeah. you've been hanging over yeah now what you're going to do for next, yeah. you know 12 months time yeah. Um, no yeah I, I definitely I definitely agree that kind of the concept is genius the that's an interesting kind of thought process the fact that you as an audience watching the film are, yeah, are, are as drawn as drawn mm. in as those in the capital there's something irresistible about the simplicity yeah. of it and the horror of it but it's the world building coming back to the world building like Pan Am doesn't really make a lot of sense to me you never really get I can't remember if you're doing the books but you never really get that much explanation of how the districts work and where they came from and there's this fucking obsession with District 12 presumably there's 11 other spots mm. that are just unexplored mm. untalked about yeah. they're referenced here and there like oh, fodder yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, oh that's the fishing district or oh that's a district 2 tradition or whatever Like, but it's like okay show me these places be careful because there's 12 films <laughs> there's 12 films here <laughs> but I'm not saying I necessarily want 12 films yeah alright fair enough like what I'm actually saying is there's loads of material we're, we're, we're going into ever. Fast X territory here yeah. <laughs> District 1 <laughs> <laughs> we've already had District 9 I guess <laughs> yeah District 9 is District 9 in South, South Africa somewhere like full of cat food <laughs> I kind of like cat that, food and but... prawns but um Oh, mate, District 9 was a great movie, but that's a whole other conversation, isn't it? I think just pan up, like, you know, they run off into the woods in um, District 12, and District 12 is always talked about, like, it's the roughest yeah. mining district, like, bottom of the bottom, like, you don't want to be from 12, and then, you know, you've got, like, Snow running off after Lily Grey into the woods when she's playing guitar under a tree, and it's like, that looks so much nicer than the fucking capital where everyone's trying to yeah. get back to. Like, I don't understand yeah. why 
the world works like this like yeah. surely uh, there's just not enough convincing world there's not enough time spent on the on the world building for me yeah, for yeah. to make yeah, sense yeah. the Hunger Games is like beautiful yeah. it, it makes look but the world building it's, you just sort of have to buy it a bit too much yeah so let's talk a bit more about the crap um, <laughs> so I don't know what so the WWE analogy is about to come out again right <laughs> So WWE will build will build a title fight. Yeah. And you've got Brock Lesnar, everyone knows who Brock Lesnar is, right? You've got Brock Lesnar and you've got a character that that for the last six months they've been beating on a Monday night to to put over a younger athlete that they wanna build up, you know, they wanna put the belts on in the future. Okay. So so you've, and then they go, Oh, we've got a scheduling issue. Let's chuck this guy in with Brock Lesnar and try and convince people this guy could win. Hmm. And WWE, I mean, Vince McMahon's left, and and I have stopped watching, so it's maybe a little bit different. But in that <laughs> pe that period of time, WWE would like to would show you would would show the fans something, and just hope that you've forgotten what's happened before that. Right. Okay. So you've got Brock Lesnar versus this person that they've been beating every Monday night for six mm. months, and you're supposed to believe that this guy has a chance. Right. The point I'm making <laughs> is Hunger Games. I believe at times, so so this film in particular, try to make you forget what you saw in previous films, and I know that it's a prequel, but then why did things happen in this film that seemed too advanced technology-wise uh, for, yeah, for the right. films made ten years That's ago? That's a very long winded so, way of making that so, point. <laughs> so 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 it's like so so they're trying to so if you're a casual fan. Fair enough. You're not going to think about what happened in the previous films. Yeah. Same with WWE. If you're a casual fan, you're just watching a title fight. Doesn't matter. Yeah. But if you're someone that's just taken notice and you love the series, you are going to be like, "Why is that? Why? Why? Why the inconsistencies?" Mm. And this, what I'm about to say, is probably not even an inconsistency. But the phone call that Snow had with Tigress, mm. the FaceTime thing. Where? Where's that? come from is that a let's just create a scene here stick a phone in and you know we, we, we've got something how come in at no point in the four films that were done t 10 years ago was Katniss never able to utilize that as an option to communicate with the capital yeah yeah like, I've got that to say just that that for me is like you're asking me to forget about the, the back and forth Katniss had between the capital and District Twelve, yeah, because she never was able to use that, and yeah. it's and there that's set seventy five years in the future. I think this prequels always have this problem where it's very hard to introduce a new idea, which naturally you want to introduce a new idea with a new movie, and it's very hard to do that because you can't explain why that idea isn't present in the earlier movies mm. which of course chronologically come after mm. so like Harry Potter is quite a good example where like there's all this magic and all this stuff going on in Fantastic Beasts and it's like why was that never present in Harry's years <laughs> at Hogwarts yeah. which come years later yeah, like yeah. why did we never see that so, why is that never not utilised it's because it's a new idea yeah. set chronologically before the original so that's sort of bound to happen in a way I'm not mad at it I, but well, it does come back to the world building. I, I, doesn't I it? tell you what, as well though, if if you're a diehard fan, you you will you would be agree. And it sounds like I'm a diehard fan somehow because I I noticed that. Um, <laughs> but like you you would be aggrieved by that because you, the, 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 I feel like the worst thing a creator can do for for like 
a fan of a of a certain series or something is try and convince you a completely yeah, but different, I think if you're a, a true, different reality, if you're a true diehard fan of a fantasy or a sci-fi series, whatever, or, or the Hunger Games, which sort of sits between the two, like you'd probably have an explanation. You probably know what happens to the phones, or maybe maybe Katniss does use them in the books. Mm. Or you know, I can't remember anything. Like mm-hmm. maybe maybe it is a present. Maybe it is yeah, a thing. Maybe. And it's not like that didn't work with the world. I quite liked it. You know, like it made <laughs> yeah, it made sense I, for him to pick up a phone. It was a bit corny that at the perfect time. The, the the line cut out. I, I I absolutely hated that as well. Like I thought you that was the strangest hill. That was something out of the eighties. Like, what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, the phone's cut off. Yeah, of course it cut off at that exact moment when you'd finished your dialogue. <laughs> you picked some really it's, weird things to like really fix. I just on. think it's I just think it's 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 um it's the fine detail. So you don't need yeah, to. But that, get that wrong, so. You know? I've got one fine detail that actually made a difference, right? Okay. I think one of the best things about this movie, as we've already sort of touched on briefly, is that Snow's rise and fall. It's the whole arc, right? It's a rise, ultimately, isn't it? But but ethically, it's it's how he becomes who he is. Mm -hmm. It's him going from like the the protagonist who we want to win, doing anything. You know, I mean, a lot of this is a love story, man. Yeah, a lot of this is Snow chasing after or falling in love with Lily Gray and chasing after her, and then. At some point along the way, his ambitions, his selfishness, I guess, his, his ambitions usurp, like become more important to him than his feelings for Lily Gray. Mm. Now, that is that's sort of portrayed perfectly in his relationship with Lily Gray. It's, it's the way he changes in her eyes mm. that shows him changing ours. Yeah, she's almost like you know the the voice of, or the, the perspective of the audience because it's her realizing that the things that he's doing to protect her in inverted commas are actually him becoming the monster yeah. that she needs protection from yeah. uh, and it's it's she there is even a line that sort of supports that where she says oh you're I can't remember who it is maybe I presume Peter Dinklage's character mm-hmm. said to me like I was lucky to survive you yeah yeah um, and all, all he's done at that point explicitly is kill the kid in the games but mm. then everything but also he's done tons of stuff to like help keep her alive like sending in the drones and the the, uh, the handkerchief and the snakes that was really yeah. I thought it was a really cool touch yeah yeah um, but it's not explicit when the actual change happens the most obvious line is when they've decided to flee north from, from 12 together after the shooting and, he, and he's left the guns and they're fleeing north into the wilderness and he says you know she says oh you know it'd be nice to never have to kill anyone again and he says yeah three's enough for me and she goes what i thought you only killed two people now that is such a shoehorned in conversation like i'm sorry if you've killed three people and you're trying to pretend it's only two that's not a slip you make yeah. in casual conversation like i want i don't know who the third person was so but... i presume he was talking about um his mate, I've forgotten that you know right, his yeah, responsibility yeah. Work, for yeah. his hanging because he rats him out, uh, and I found it weird that he felt the need to lie there. Mm. Now that whole conversation didn't make sense to me because it's her going, "Oh my god, he's a killer!" You know, like this, this killing is coming naturally to him now. It's not just for self-preservation anymore, or, or whatever. You know, she's becoming scared of him, almost. She's seeing him as a monster because he's killed the kid in the Hunger Games. He's shot the mayor's daughter to protect them, and then he's killed this third person she doesn't even know about it. and I get how like that's you know what that's used for but how it comes out it just doesn't make sense because 
he then goes, oh, I'm a third person. Oh, I, I mean my old self. I think he'd been well within his rights to be like, oh, I feel really guilty for the death of my best mate because I was on that recording and I, f- I feel responsible. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not even a lie. Yeah, yeah. Like, Snow's... That, to me, that conversation was like the high point, like the, the point yeah. where it switches from Snow being your protagonist to like the out-and-out villain. It happens in that moment. Mm. And then, of course, she reveals that she's got the guns and like everything goes south. The loose ends, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like she's almost like baiting him into or giving the opportunity to prove himself one way or the other. And of course, he takes the wrong way. But like that actual change comes in that conversation. And the conversation just for, felt forced in. Mm. Like I, it just didn't feel believable. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I, three's enough for me. <laughs> like, she's like, what do you mean, three? Like, nah, that conversation doesn't happen. I don't know. Doesn't. Yeah, so that for me stuck out as a detail that actually cracked, like put a crack in the plot. I think ultimately um, this film has kind of nailed its target audience. I feel like, you know, the young adult will love this movie. Um, yeah. And the, the, I guess the young adults, you know, people like us that watched the originals, I, I think on the, on the whole will will actually kind of look on this quite well and I mean it's obviously taken a long time for them to do another Hunger Games is it maybe eight years or something like that eight years been that long it has been a while maybe not quite eight years but like I don't even remember Catching Fire Part (laughs) 2 is that what it's called I think it's yeah I think it's that's because it's quite forgettable well I remember the first one really well yeah yeah I guess that yeah that must have been bloody pushing Maybe twenty. It's, it's around twenty fifteen, I think. That's crazy. Um, so yeah, so it's been a while. I, I think it's it's going to nail the audi- the target audience, which is pretty good. Mm. It was a fun, enjoyable watch. Obviously, I have picked holes that might not be holes. Well, you know what? The more I think about it, the more I talk right now, like the more I'm coming around to actually really liking this movie. Mm. Like I enjoyed it. The character art was really the character art was of Snow was really well and done. And my main criticism I, was about world building as well, right? Yeah. But the whole movie is in place to build the world. Yeah. Like, really, the movie, the movie itself, like, just adds a little bit of build, adds a little bit of like explanation to mm. the world of the Hunger Games, mm. like Snow's character. But also, you know, we got to see life from the perspective of a peacekeeper. I thought the under, cool. I thought the Hunger Games arena was a bit underdeveloped. I know it was only the tenth year. But, but yeah, but even that is, you know, creation, world building on the to way, explain yeah. the, the rise of the Hunger Games. Yeah. Um, so I wonder who's going to pick this uh, up in Broadway then. <laughs> you know that character, Lady Grey, like huge character, fantastically acted, um, but was a bit sort of Disney princess vibe, yeah. wasn't she? Yeah, yeah. Like, which isn't like a criticism necessarily. It just I like, I was getting High School Musical at there's, times. There's yeah, there's just a flicker of like un- unbelievability about like how quite how big that character was. Yeah, like, I'm this overconfident. Like overconfident is the word as well because it's like you know she gets called up to the uh, to be a tribute in the fucking Hunger Games and her response is to just serenade the crowd like damn like, you know what I mean like that is overconfidence I'm sorry um, but like yeah you know just singing like the sort of like kind of idyllic homemade dress like everything was a bit too uh, wholesome yeah. <laughs> you know like Disney princess quick shout out for Viola Davis we, we only just realised Viola Davis the whole time yeah um, what do you think 
Uh, good amazing yeah I mean what a psychopath yeah like what a, like yeah damn like massively out villained Snow from the original trilogy and any villain than this like yeah she's like the real evil in that yeah, oh, yeah damn and, and really it's, well created and it's one of them where it's it's like it's all disguised like it's all like you know there's such a charm on screen but it's like the, 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 the how sinister she is it's just like it just I don't know it, it just cuts through really well Viola Davis just does an amazing job and actually the the filmmakers in general I think get the horror yeah, yeah really yeah, well yeah, 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 yeah. And, and they did in the previous films but the, you know the horror with the combat the horror with like just the reality that, pe- that people are living in in, yeah. in in each district I always feel like um, the kind of the horror and the stark reality of Hunger Games has always like been really consistent and really mm. like believable so it's uh, I, yeah I would probably watch again I will watch Mate, again I, this has like reignited my you know like this has touched the sort of inner YA fan like the, yeah. the teenage me like reading the Hunger Games like and got me excited about like the world of YA and Hunger Games like again yeah. I'd definitely I'd be excited to watch another one but I hope it's not soon mm. I hope there's enough time for me to I don't know I don't know really look forward to it yeah let's have a District 5 film 